This is Hearts of Oak Podcast. Free speech, religious disagreement, children's rights, and open and free discussion on any topic are bedrock to a democratic free society, and we seek to promote and champion these basic rights. Join us. Let's keep the conversation going. Thank you for joining us. David Vance, thank you for coming on this evening to share your wisdom. My pleasure. And don't forget, you're also streaming on Twitter as well. My yes. Twitter. Uh, we're on my Twitter and your Twitter. Uh, our Twitter. Two Twitters become one. Yeah. There you go, yes. <laughs> the, 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 the wonders of, of technology. So yeah. if, um, we'll pull in comments as they appear on the side. And as always, lots happening. I don't know if we will get through uh, the stories. Um, David, just I, I noticed you had a, a great guest. I'm sure all your guests are great, but uh, Christina Bob, you had on uh, recently. Do you want to just, just mention that just to give people a flavor of what they may have missed? Well, well, very, very simple. It's kind of ironic. A, 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 a lovely guest, a really good person. Uh, Christina, um, as you know, is an attorney to the Donald Trump 2024 campaign. Uh, she was involved back in 2020 as well. She'd written a book, Peter, about uh, essentially the shenanigans concerning 2020 and the lessons to be drawn from that so that 2024 isn't a repeat of 2020. So we had a great conversation. Uh, she made a lot of good points. I mean, she's very much on the ball. And then I got an email the next day from our good friends at YouTube saying, you're not allowed to discuss the 2020 election. How dare you? We're taking this video off our site and we're giving you a seven-day strike. Take that, Christina Bob. Take that, David Vance. Take that, Donald Trump. This is the cancer that is, uh, well, Google slash YouTube. So, uh, yeah, uh, I, well, what can you say, Peter? You're having a civilized conversation. Uh, Christina is a very, um, I mean, she's an attorney, so she knows how to speak uh, in, in non-inflammatory terms and kind of fact-based questioning, but that's not allowed, which tells me that the scandal of 2020 is so great that uh, over on YouTube and Google, they're just not prepared to countenance, you know? So uh, uh, maybe with our friend Wachiki having left the building, uh, maybe maybe Google, I don't know if it's going to write itself or not. But anyway, Trump won. Exactly. Yeah. You should know better, David, than streaming it. Come on. Well, the thing is, Facebook, I streamed it there. It was fine. Yeah, yeah. But but YouTube, oh no, you can't do that one. So uh, yeah, I think I'll be very um, selective what I bother uh, streaming. In fact, actually, Peter, I mightn't even stream. I might just do shorts over in YouTube because it's such a it's such a censorious uh, cesspit. There's a lot of good content on it. Don't get me wrong, but for people like me that want to get out more. That's uh, challenging stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, it doesn't. But it's the first strike I've had in, in, in quite a while. So there you go. <laughs> well, let's jump into some of the stories and let's have a look at immigration. And let's see if I can play this. My producer is away at the moment, so it'll just be me. Let me see if I can pull this up. For the people smugglers, increased police activity around Dunkirk and Calais has made their regular launch points more difficult to operate from. French authorities are also busy erecting miles of extra security fencing around those beaches, and that's driving the small boats further south. 
For years, the criminal gangs have predominantly used the shortest route to the UK, pushing off first from the beaches around Calais, then expanding to include areas near Dunkirk. While occasional boats have been launched further south, in the past six months, this route, using beaches near Boulogne, has seen a significant spike in activity. And for maritime... Um, David, well, yeah. this is obviously immigration. This was GB News uh, yeah. covering it, talking about the, the difficulties of these poor individuals not being able to go the shortest route, and we've been really selfish in telling them they have to go slightly further. But, um, yeah, you'd, you'd posted this. Tell us your, um, your thought, because GB News is really the only one that highlight this issue. Yeah, it's only a matter of time to Ofcom declare that any conversation on this is off limits, Peter. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'd seen that. And the, the thing that struck me is, number one, oh, how awful that they're being forced around the French coast a bit. I mean, the right place to push them would be right round and down to Spain so that they then have to head back uh, across the uh, Mediterranean to Northern African shores, where many of them come from. But um, yeah, I mean, the, the way the media would, would have you believe you know, it's the, in, the sheer inhumanity of it. Why don't we build a bridge so they, or you know, or a, a slide so they can just slide across the English Channel? Um, it's all farcical anyway. I couldn't care less where their, uh, you know, their, their start-off point is. It should never ever end with them landing on British shores. Is what I think. I think our obligation is to stop every boat from wherever it comes with these, you know, criminal gangs, Peter driving it, and then these, frankly, criminals uh, who are on it. Because if you partake in a criminal act, I'm afraid that makes you. I mean, it does in every other walk of life. But apparently not to these poor, disadvantaged, vulnerable uh, men of young, of military age coming across the channel in the dinghies, you know. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's interesting what's happening. Also, by the way, in that video, did you see the fence that the French are putting up? Yes. It's two, it's about two foot tall. I mean, <laughs> you could step over it. That's stopping nobody unless they are very vertically challenged. So most people are going right over that fence or right through that fence. And this is what we're paying, what is it, millions and millions to the French. Better pay the French nothing. Have a strong um, naval presence that actually stops the boats and stops them coming here. Because once they get here, it's all over for us. You know, it's straight to hotels in Knowlesley or uh, wherever yep. else uh, they can be found. But David, I, I thought the short fences were really quite racist because they're claiming that anyone who's a foreigner is very short and yeah. us Brits are very tall. <laughs> That's right. Yes, it's more racist. I'm glad you can see the uh, the racism, Peter, because it's important we keep our eyes spotted for this. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like it, it's such a shell operation from the French. I mean, they're doing the bare minimum. And uh, I mean, ultimately, whether it's, uh, you know, whether it's Calais or whether it's, you know, a bit further along. What does it matter? Um, if they come here, they're in. So we have to stop them coming here. And, of course, this is a serious point, as you know, and I'm sure those uh, watching this understand, there's absolutely no desire on the part of British political class to stop any of them. I mean, I've seen Nigel Farage talk about this, and he's right about this. There's yeah, there's yeah. just no desire. They don't, they, they don't want to know. Uh, and, and as you also know, the only way we can really stop it anyway is if we leave the ECHR, if we invoke our own sovereignty, and as I say, if we um, actually do something. But we're too scared to do it. Our politicians are too scared to do it. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a slightly uh, more southern 
uh, sort of starting point for them. But the finishing point's always the same, the UK. Yep. Well, let's look on to uh, actually not people coming here, but people leaving and then not being able to get back. And if only they were all like Shamima Begum in that we would strip them off the right to stay. But this is, I think, shocking to most people, a tribunal to rule on Shamima Begum's citizenship case next week. So she's in this legal battle with the government uh, demanding, no, uh, I, I know I'm a terrorist and I went off with ISIS, but hey, I'm actually just a, a, a nice girl now. Of the right, but it, it, it's such a waste of time, of money, it's madness. As it's, it, it is, Peter, it's all of that and worse. So, I mean, I think there's a fair chance that Islamic bride Shamima Begum will be permitted back into the UK. You've seen, I'm sure people may have seen over the past couple of weeks, um, stories going out about her, almost treating her like she's a model, a kind of a, a fashion icon. Uh, this is the same uh, lady who, who did say that she felt that the Manchester Arena uh, bombing, that terrible event that happened back in 2017, um, was, was justified. She said that. Same lady who said, I mean, you, when you think of, I mean, I put a podcast out on this today because I was contrasting. So Shamima Begin's being treated by the parts of the media as a, as a fashion icon, it's kind of yeah. shocking, and yet she, she uh, sympathised with uh, the, the 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 bomber, the, the, the jihadi who, who killed all those kids and their moms and dads. So awful stuff. And at the same time, and this is where I draw the contrast, and this is why, yes, I do hate the British establishment. Uh, Morrissey, the singer Morrissey. Yeah. then releases an album or tries to release, release an, an album, the title track of which is specifically about the, 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 the rage he felt over the bombing at that Manchester arena. And, well, what's happened to him? Well, it's not being released. That's what's happened to him. So he's taken a view which I think many people will feel looking back in events like that. We, sh we shouldn't look back in it. We, they say, don't look back in anger. Morrissey says... We should look back in anger, and I say that as well. But he, he he's non-personaed. He's cancelled. Yeah. Meanwhile, I reckon there's a fair chance that Shamima Begum will come back to the UK and be be hailed as some kind of you know new 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 woman, you know, strong empowered woman uh, coming back to bring much needed diversity, uh, which no doubt she picked up in the Islamic State camps to the UK. Oh, what joy! diversity that's what we're missing <laughs> um before yeah. i jump onto some of our covid stories uh, let me just pull up some of the comments here i've got the getter tab open so tiger boy 1985 first on evening peter and david then canadian mom 1997 evening peter and david biotech babe chris davis 33 melis mc uh we have yeah i'm trying to they're Lots, um, yep, there are lots of you there. So I'm scrolling, scrolling. Thank you for, do put your comments there. Thank you for joining us. Um, and I hope we'll provide some entertainment for you as the evening progresses. Uh, so let's stay on, let's jump on to COVID, from immigration to COVID. And it's this really quite unusual story. Um, 
a story, of course, David, that we thought should have been there right at the beginning. But mm. anti-lockdown Florida, I don't know if the Daily Mail are saying that's good or bad. Anyway, issues controversial new guidance to doctors telling them to warn patients they could suffer heart attack after COVID shot. So the Florida Health have put out a release telling doctors to issue these warnings. Um, it's quite an, uh, quite unusual story quite an unusual thing happening now what what are your this obviously caught your eye well it did because i mean again the the rank hypocrisy of the plagiarists in the daily mail yeah um i use the word plagiarist advisedly because they plagiarized me during the week um so uh yeah anti-lockdown florida well so is that pejorative can they not just say florida do they have to put that in there's the first point the second yeah. point uh, made me laugh this actually you know issuing contra- controversial new guidance What's controversial about it? It's fact-based, no doubt about it, that uh, we know empirically, no, no, no argument, that the, uh, the COVID jabs uh, can cause uh, cardiovascular events such as heart attacks. So we know, we know that. So, um, so, you know, I, I don't understand where the Daily Mail is coming from that, you know, they could cause heart attacks. Of course, they do cause heart attacks. We know that. And, uh, but maybe, Peter, I like the broader picture is perhaps beyond the remit of the, the awful Daily Mail, is that this this dam that they is, is breaking, I've been going on about this now, I think the last time we talked as well, I think yep. more and more as you know, the weeks go by, the months go by, they can't hold back, they just can't hold back the truth coming out about the jabs, about the adverse reactions, about all the horrors, the stuff that we were talking about, we were shouting about back at the end of 2020, before they even started the jabs, we warned. And, and now, yeah, the uh, the Daily Mail, and I think this is, see, this is the function of organizations like the Daily Mail. They, they, are, they go ahead of the game a little bit to start maybe, you know, preparing people for yeah. Um, the awful reality that yeah, yeah the jabs do cause heart attacks and the jabs do everything but uh but give you that which you were told so i thought it was an interesting headline so maybe the daily mail is just softening people up for whenever we get more and more stories more and more information and we can see exactly what has been going on for you know two years uh so i, I thought it was a significant headline although i do dispute much of what the daily mail actually says Oh, yeah. Let me just bring up one of the graphs they also included, which, again, this shows the adverse reactions. And they actually say this is a 1,700% increase. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, Mm. it would be good if they had actually led with that uh, instead Mm. of including that away at the beginning. Mm. um, Because that's they've given the reason. And, yeah, you're right. They're seemingly attacking the um the the officials in Florida are oh, yeah. attacking DeSantis, but yet they include the data that shows the reasons why. And again, it doesn't make sense. The story, the headline doesn't really connect with the truth they give. That's right, exactly, Peter. And all the way through this, we've argued from a position of facts and data because I think that's a, that's the only basis for argument, really. Yeah. Because if it's just opinion, one man's opinion, you know, is another man's poison. But when you look at the data, like that chart you just put up, I mean, you know, and 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 and, and there's more and more of this coming out. I mean, if you look at uh, excess deaths. Uh, which we've all been talking about. Um, it, it's unstoppable now. I think Germany, I put up a thing today, Germany's sitting at 50, 50% excess deaths. Uh, yeah. Did yeah. you know? And, and I mean, and I take, there's no pleasure 
at all in being proven right. Um, but by the same token, there's no pleasure about being ignored when you're trying to do the right thing and warn people. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it looks, wow, it looks like something happened in 2021. In fact, actually, if you look at Germany, which is even worse, uh, yeah. you can actually see the big spikes in excess deaths and all these events coincide with uh, the, the, you know, the first job, the second job, and the booster job. It's clear as day. And, uh, you know, they, I think that they're at the point now where they know this, this just absolute um, deluge of uh, information is going to overwhelm and whelm the defences they have stuck up yeah. for the past couple of years. So at least, Peter, we've been on the right side throughout this. And I just feel sorry for people who, you know, who went along, who believed the authorities. And, and, and I think we have to be careful not to be, you know, too, too sort of patronizing to them. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for them because a lot of them have woken up themselves and said, whoa, no more of this for us. Mind you, if, that, if you're in Canada and you say that, you're not getting an organ transplant. I, I've, I saw that. Pure evil from Trudeau. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- that was the Daily Mail wakening up, and this is Sky News wakening up. Uh, past COVID infection, as good as vaccines are preventing severe illness. While, while the research suggests that natural immunity could be just as good as vaccines are preventing serious illness from COVID-19 infection, the study's authors encourage people to still get vaccinated <laughs> to avoid any complications from the initial infection. David, unpack this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, you see, yeah, this it's interesting, this one, Peter, because what they're trying to say is that natural immunity is as good as anything that the vaccines give. That That's what they're trying to say. But at the same time, still encourage people to take the vaccines because yeah. Sky, like the BBC, like all mainstream media, are 100% in the pocket of the uh, the government, uh, one way or another. So so that's why they're saying that. But, but, but you see, I've got an issue. With, I've, I've always got issues with these things. I've got an issue with this because I, I dispute the fact that natural natural immunity is is the important thing that that's what we all have is, you know and it's a really good defense mechanism but they're trying to suggest that yeah it's as good as anything the vaccines give you no it's much better because the vaccines don't give you any immunity the yep. vaccines weaken your immune system yep. they call all these adverse reactions we've just been chatting about so so even in a way peter i, I can't i can't accept this bit of it yeah, where they're saying oh you know the uh, the uh, two jobs isn't any better than uh, having natural immunity. It's way worse. It's way worse because natural immunity, what you've got, what I've got, which a lot of people watching this will have, it's not going to give us, you know, uh, myocarditis or Bell's palsy or crepilus or give us infertility issues. None of those things from natural immunity. But if you take an experimental mRNA jab, then there's a very good chance you might get potentially some of those things. So, you know, yeah, again, I think it's all softness up. So, oh, natural immunity. I remember the conversations, don't you, way back with Fauci and this one and uh, uh, the likes of uh, Chris Whitty, when people did bring up the, you know, the whole thing about, well, you know, natural immunity is very strong. And I remember them looking straight into the camera and lying and say, no, 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 the the vaccines, the super duper vaccines are much better. They're, you know, and you look back in it now and sometimes it's like we've lived through a complete nightmare 
and but when we lived through it and, and we were we were away awakened yep. throughout it you know and you look back at what they those guys were saying and now they're confounded by the very story you, you put up and that's sky running it by the way who were big shells for the job so um yeah ultimately it's uh, it's just interesting to watch this isn't it they all were big shells the the their cup thing weird thing is that it talks about the 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 um the the studies there's 65 surveys <laughs> but they said it was partially funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Yep. I thought yep. that was a weird comment to include in the story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I wonder is that Sky covering their backsides? Maybe. Lest Uncle Bill phones them up and says, "What's this? What are you trying to put out?" Yep. I, I don't know. It, it was strange, but I mean, again, it's just ultimately as we both believe and many people watching believe you know truth will out and the truth is is emerging all the time and so you know yeah all of a sudden yeah natural immunity oh it's really quite good and uh uh yeah you know th these vaccines well maybe they're not what we told you they were maybe maybe they're not and and you give it six months and give it a year and, and i just think this is just gonna you know um that, well that's why they have to distract us peter yeah. that's why i think with these kind of stories breaking and that's why you've got uh, UFOs over the United States. That's where I. That's why I also think, uh, you know, we have um, disappearing w uh, women near the riverbank in yep. the United Kingdom. I, I think it, it's distraction politics. Don't look there. Look over there. So they're losing, you know, Zelensky and Ukraine. They're absolutely losing to Russia. So let's not talk about that. And and then the COVID truce emerging. Let's not talk about that. Well, no, let's do talk about that. Yep. And I'm not, you know, and forget their silly UFO stories, their silly spy balloons, and also bizarre stories about missing women. They're not again the miss that. That's just utterly bonkers, that mm -hmm. story, and being the yep. main story. And it's random. It just, oh, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. That's a we're dot we're enough down the rabbit hole, so let's continue. Yeah, yeah, we can go a lot further. Right, we'll go to Northern Ireland. Uh, uh, that we are told that it's all going to come good here. Uh, GB News reporting, uh, Richie Sunak is saying, Don't worry, um, that major announcement coming up. Um, but you don't really buy this. Your comment was the betrayal of Northern Ireland beckons. Yeah, of course it does. Yeah. I don't believe any of that. No, no, no. So so this is obviously with regard to the Northern Ireland Protocol and the fact that the DUP won't go back into government until essentially the border of the Irish Sea is removed. And we have um, uh, Sunak and the EU in cahoots with each other. And I think uh, he came over here, Peter, on Friday, Sunak, for a flying visit, and I think that was to try. I mean, all the uh, the pro EU parties seem really happy about it. They're real happy about it. Um, DUP, uh, I think, with good reason, are being asking a lot of. So we'll have to wait to see all the details. I think what the, the see my theory about all of this is that the 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 British government and Boris Johnson they left Northern Ireland in the single market and subject to the ECJ for a, a good reason. And that was that by leaving a part of the UK in those areas, that, that created friction. How do you solve that friction? Well, if the rest of the UK was to be closer linked to the single market and closer linked to the ECJ, then there wouldn't be a problem at all. 
And and I do think that's the end game. I don't. They're not going to get to it, but that's where they want to get this one. So I reckon I've been here before so often in matters Northern Ireland. They play this game. You know, will there be a de- deal? Won't there be a deal? Oh, it's one minute to midnight. Oh, that you know, all this stuff. All this, it's all theatre. Uh, it's all it's, it's all sort of media media hype. And uh, they'll come out with something and they'll try and bunce the DUP yeah. in it if they can. And I would hope, and I've spoken to DUP friends and said to them, you know, um, I think you should stick to what you've said all along. Northern Ireland is a part of the United Kingdom. We shouldn't be treated any differently, no better, but no worse. We shouldn't have borders between us and the rest of our, you know, our our fellow British citizens. Mm -hmm. And so if Sunak can't respect that, then we should, with all due respect, tell the prime minister to go and do one because we're not interested. And it looks like there's, there is some Brexiteer resistance within the Conservative Party still that is similarly uh, inclined to that mindset. So in other words, you know, Prime Minister, treat this part of the UK like everywhere else. Don't try and do, you know, sort of dodgy deals with the uh, European Union. But yet, I think he will try and do a dodgy deal with the European Union. Well, yeah, what are your thoughts? Because obviously following Northern Ireland politics, being Northern Irish, uh, mm-hmm. but watching it from afar over yep. here in uh, in London. Uh, Jeffrey Donaldson seems to be someone who is uh, invisible. I mean, Arlene Foster was always out there on the media, and my perception is the DUP are completely silent to that they may be very vocal in Northern Ireland, but actually... The message doesn't seem to be getting out there. Is that a fair assessment? Well, they've got no media friends, you see. That's the problem. Hmm. So if you took to the local media, the Northern Irish media, I mean, the only time the DUP has come on is to be beaten up. Uh, I I have sympathies for the DUP. Like, for example, like last... I mean, here's here's a small example of the utter cynicism of uh, the the media and, and the politicians towards the DUP. So they tried to push through a law called uh, Daffy's Law last week. Daffy's Law, named after a little six-year-old boy who needed an organ transplant. Mm -hmm. And this law would basically, if it was enabled in Northern Ireland, mean that just like the rest of the UK, um, you would be automatically, the government would have first dabs to your body if you die. At the moment, we've got the much better position where we opt out, we're naturally opted out, we have to opt in. So Ah. that's how it should be. Because yeah. there's no way the government should be able to claim that, yeah. which it does in England, Scotland and Wales. So yeah. so that's a position. And what this law would do is bring us in line with the rest of the uh, the UK. And, of course, it plays on the heartstrings, little boys, you know, they're going to die if they don't get the organ transplant. And the only way that can happen is if the DUP go back into the Assembly, uh, appoint a speaker and then enact the law. So to be fair to the DUP, they stood against that bit of emotional blackmail this week. So although, Peter, they're silent in media terms, there's a relative strength still there. And I think electorally, they don't fear an election, unlike the Conservatives. So there's good reason for them, hopefully, not to cave. But like all political parties, you know this from yourself, there's a spectrum of opinion within each party. So there'll be some people in the DUP saying, well, maybe if it's not too bad a deal, we should go that way. But I think the fear of them then 
being seen to have compromised and sold out would mean that they'd be punished in the May council elections. So I think the DUP will probably um, dismiss whatever it is Rishi Sunak and the European Union have plans. But it does tell you plenty that Sunak's, you know, he's in league with the EU. What more can I say? It was it. You mentioned the story, and I read that story. And how it came across to me over here was that because uh, an agreement has not been reached, obviously no one can get any any transplants anymore. So the the whole health system must have stopped. Um, and that's how you get all these people dying because they can't get any transplants. Yeah. So now you've yeah. explained. Actually, I I completely understand now what what the truth is. But it shows how the media spin it. Oh, it absolutely does. I mean, this is the same media that was spinning because of the energy hikes and the you know the way the government brought out six hundred pound uh, payments to help alleviate. Um, people were saying, oh, unless the assembly's Northern Ireland Stormont Assembly is put back yep. in place, no one's going to get anything. We got it all before anyone else in the UK. This is why I'm a great advocate for not having government. I've learned that by not having a functioning government here, things get done better and faster and without the same sort of political grandstanding and all the rest of it. So my sincere hope is that the, store, the Assembly is not restored and we continue in limbo. It's great. Now, one, one politician you do like, we all like, and miss is this man here, yes, uh, Mr. Donald Trump. And I, yeah. th this was a, I hadn't, I hadn't actually seen a statement uh, until I saw it on your, on your Twitter page, and it is beautiful. Uh, yes. Let me just read this: is the statement yeah. on. I was going to say the death of Nicola Sturgeon, the resignation of Nicola Sturgeon, uh, and Trump says. Good riddance to failed woke extremist Nicola Sturgeon of Scotland. This crazed leftist symbol. Oh, it is absolutely beautiful. Mm -hmm. And this is what we are missing. Trump mm -hmm. actually causing chaos in the White House. It's superb. It, it, it was the best bet. The, the whole thing about her resignation. Yeah. Uh, this was the best bet. This is the language. This is what makes people love Trump, I think. It certainly makes us love Trump um, because he absolutely didn't hold back at all. And he, he mentions, I mean, he, he even he's aware of the gender recognition yeah. reform, but he's aware of yeah. all of that stuff. Yeah. I, I thought it was brilliant, Peter. Beautiful, as you say. Absolutely fantastic. And uh, you compare that, actually, how Trump responded to her resignation to how Rishi Sunak responded, saying, oh, we would like to thank her for her service, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I thought, you know, there was Trump. Uh, I mean, the only thing is he did bring up his golf course. I mean, he can't help these things, can he? <laughs> leave, your golf, leave your golf course out of it. I appreciate probably the SNP weren't helpful, Glenn, but please, there's a differentiate. But it was otherwise 100% brilliant, and, and that's what we... We miss those mean tweets. It's about time Donald Trump got himself onto Twitter, because if he's going to get elected, he needs that um, He needs that audience. I agree. Needs to be everywhere. Yeah. Uh, as you and I are. Yeah. So, moving on to continuing the politics line, a piece of good news, and I think, um, I think last week, um, when I had Lewis Blackwell, on. I think we just uh, touched on this, mentioned this because um, it had just come out, but it's it's all come out now. And this is you've interviewed her before, David. Catholic mm -hmm. woman prosecuted for silently praying outside abortion clinic is cleared after arrest by police sparked fury among supporters who condemned 
thought crime. Um, it's it, it's obviously very good news, but it doesn't really clear up what actually are people's rights or not. But tell us about this, because you've yeah. spoken to her. You've had Victoria or Isabel on. Isabel, yeah, yeah. I mean, I had Isabel on for a chat there. And, like, the, the thing is, I mean, the background is pretty pretty obvious. She, she was arrested for praying uh, in the vicinity of an abortion clinic, silently, silently. And the very fact that that can happen in the UK should cause everyone great concern, you yeah. know. Um, and when I spoke with Isabel, I mean, she, she knew that she was going to be taken to court uh, this in, in this month, uh, and they've dropped the case uh, because they obviously decided on the balance of evidence that they probably couldn't get her on it. But uh, And I'm, I'm relieved about that because... Although, having said that, as I did say to her at the time, when she was interviewed by the police and the policeman said to her, are you praying? Do you remember that? And she yeah. said, uh, I might be. Yeah. I might be. Yeah, she's, and, and, and on the basis of her saying, I might be, that, that's when the arrest was made. Now, that, that, that's probably illegitimate. Had she said, yes, I was praying, then on the basis of the, 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 restri the restriction order, because the restriction order does actually say you're, you're not allowed to um, do anything that could anything. be perceived. Yeah. So, yeah. so listen, it's a good news story. Let's not take it. I'm so happy for Isabel. I'm sure it's a lot of relief from her. But, but these kind of orders that they're, they're, they are definitely experimenting with, and maybe this one, they didn't get this one away, but, you know, there'll, there'll be somebody else, and it'll be someone innocuous, someone like Isabel, who's a really decent person, um, a prayerful person, someone who, um, you know, you, you couldn't fault the thing that she said. When I did the stream with her, I mean, the, the response from the, my viewers, Peter, was universally, this is such a courageous, brave lady, but... Yeah. Why, why is she being, why is she being, why was she arrested and why is she being prosecuted? When a lot of people outside the UK can't believe that it could happen, but it did. And we need to make sure that, you know, things like this don't reoccur. But ultimately, I'm happy. It's a good result for Isabel. And, uh, but I hope other people could do it. Like if someone yeah. wanted to go and do pray outside uh, an abortion clinic tomorrow, what would happen? Yeah. And I guess, you know, I don't know, um, it, it all points back to the politicization of our police and how the police operate in the country. And I think that's a big problem still. Yeah. No, it is. It is. Um, and of course, all this happening under conservative government, as I do always like to point out. Yep. Uh, so much for that. And and this is, again, this isn't a, a story about pro-life or pro-choice. <laughs> it's a story about freedom of speech and the right to stand on a corner and and to pray so it is about those fundamental freedoms and it's not necessarily about the whole abortion debate it's, it's really exactly it's not about the abortion debate at all really i mean if people want to to have a silent prayer in the vicinity of and we talked about this at the time it, it's such an incredibly stupid law i yeah. can't believe that they conceived of this and that councils and whatnot are, are using it uh, to create these situations around different places you know um but uh but yeah it, it's uh it's, it's just insane and i mean you mentioned the fact that it's happening under a conservative government no it's not because this isn't a conservative government these bunch of imposters and yeah. in, in 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 the conservative party um almost unilaterally no not maybe all of them but almost unilaterally are, are fake conservatives i mean they yeah. have a conservative bone in their body they don't care about free speech they don't care about 
all the things which I reckon mm. that all the patriotic people who would have in, in times gone by sort of the Conservative Party believe in. They don't care about any of those things. It's, it's, all about, it's all about power. It's all about control. It's all about stamping down on free speech. And, uh, you, you know, um, so, yeah, so they're not, I just wanted to correct you, they're not really conservatives, they're imposter conservatives. Conservative in name only. In name only. Oh, well, Chinos, yes. yeah. Yes. Chinos, Peter, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let, let's go, you touched on the balloon UFOs. Let's touch, because there have been, there have been new revelations, David. Yeah. Um, and the, the new revelation is, according to the Sun, that... <laughs> yeah. The Chinese spy balloon shot over Alaska last week may have belonged to U.S. amateur ballooning group. I mean, this just changes the whole story. <laughs> I know it's clown world. It's absolute clown world. Uh, I, I think with the release of the Epstein papers, which oh, yes. we've now seen all yeah. the details on, I think having narratives like this, which did dominate the media. I mean, it was amazing. And then here we go, Peter. As you say, you've got it up on the screen there. It may have belonged to a U.S. amateur ballooning group. So, uh, uh, you know, but, but, but he sent up, what was it? A, I, can't, I can't remember what the aircraft was. Um, it was an F-22 was sent up to shut it down. A very yeah. expensive trip, a very expensive trip, actually. To shoot down a, a, a 32-inch balloon. Yeah. So it was just a, a, a small balloon. Yeah, <laughs> I pointed out the real balloon problem is in the White House. It's not <laughs> up in the in, at forty thousand feet or whatever these balloons were. But yeah, you had all this madness going on in the past week or so, uh, and all these objects being shot down at, as you say, at extreme expense. And and the White House even initially saying, "Well, we're not, you know, we don't know about the balloons. We don't know. We don't know where these objects where they come from." Ooh. E.T. phone home. And so they were almost going with the uh, it could be extraterrestrial story. And then, because that was so ludicrous, then they started to back away from that. And then it was China, China, China. But actually, Peter, what's interesting is back in 2017, 2018, the U.S. was boasting about the fact that it was trialing. I don't understand this balloons. I mean, are we going back in time? I mean, I do you know, you know what I mean? We got satellites. What do we want balloons for? But they were doing balloons as well. So, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that this could be a U.S. balloon. Uh, I, I, I don't know why the Chinese would be wanting to use that kind of tech. Uh, but then other people have said, oh, the, the, the one that was shot down over the Atlantic, uh, the, you know, when it got the one that was spotted over Montana by a farmer. How come? How come NORAD or how come no U.S. intelligence services were able to tell us about it? But a, 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 a farmer, I was able to spot it and make its way all across the, the states before being shot down. Some people have said, "Well, it actually had um, anti grav." I mean, what do you what do you believe? It, it, it could up, it could go to Mac 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 was it Mac five and have yeah, anti gravity. Yeah. And I'm thinking, well, if it could do that, how come they shot it down? So so I don't know. any look anything coming out of. The White House, the best advice is just don't believe it. I mean, Mach 5, that would be, what, three and a half thousand miles an hour. That's yeah. the fastest balloon. I don't know if balloons <laughs> can travel three and a half thousand miles yeah, an hour. I, yeah, I mean, that, I mean, I mean, I'll tell you, that, 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 that uh, Phileas Fogg would be, would be envious. Wow. He'd be around the world in, in 80 minutes, never mind 80 days, if he was doing that kind of speed. But... But we still don't really know exactly what went on other than 
It's distraction politics. And that's honestly what I really think this whole story was about. It was so bizarre. Uh, the media all jumped on it, Peter, as you know. The, over here, Rishi Sunak declared that, oh, yeah, if there's any of those balloons over the UK, I, I'll not hesitate to send up the, uh, well, whatever we've got left of the RAF uh, to, uh, to shoot them down. So, I mean, your guess is as good as mine what it actually was. But we've it definitely was a distraction. It would be very, and if this was a 32 inch balloon, hobbyist balloon, then yeah. it, it was not the, the massive thing. But I'll, I'll just give you a so an F 22 being a, a plane buff, yeah. And um, the F 22 Rapture, it actually is around $85,000 per hour to, to fly it. Five, so yeah. that's all your cost. It's a very expensive trip to shoot down a, a, a hobbyist balloon. So that, that's the first. But I, I saw a CNN story, and the CNN story was they had secretly got into China and secretly gone to somewhere 300 miles away from Beijing to a secret air base, and it was making these balloons, and there were all no. these big... And no. this was a, a massive investigation no. by CNN. Thing. What? I can, well, well, yeah, it doesn't add up. Yeah, listen, that's that's because that's why nobody watches CNN. Yeah, C CNN is a stealth news channel. It doesn't actually have any viewers. It puts out this garbage, um, probably again to try and prop up the 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 White House uh, sort of uh, fantasy about this here. Um, you know, honestly, I, I would have thought that China has the technology if it wants to spy. I mean, look, for goodness sake, how many Americans have got TikTok on their phone? If you want to spy, if you if that's your thing, and I'm, I'm sure the Chinese do it, but I'm sure the Americans do it too. Uh, if they want to spy, you can do it through a mobile phone. You don't need to put balloons. But I do find the balloon just on the tech side of things. So we're going back. I mean, what next? Pigeons. Are we going to have spy pigeons that uh, have little cameras attached to them and they've been trained to fly over U.S. military bases, shoot down the pigeons, uh, spot the pigeon? Those of a certain age will remember that wonderful cartoon, Spot the Pigeon. So, yeah, it's all bad. It's insanity. But, again, that's the times in which we live. Don't give Biden any ideas. He'll be releasing the pigeons <laughs> uh, to take on. Now, th this is a story which actually is... Uh, is about two and a half weeks old, but you repost, and I think it's, I don't know if covered it, so it's good to to highlight what is happening. And there's a bit, and I didn't realize. Um, and this is log burner rule change in England could <laughs> land users with 300 pound fine. Mm. Um, and actually, you scroll down, and it says that households in England, you're safe over there in Northern Ireland, the you can emit your five grams of smoke per hour. Um, but households in England could face fines up to 300 and even criminal records. So, yep. a, a criminal, I, I mean, a criminal record. So you've got all these illegal immigrants coming in. You've got all the grooming gangs. And yet the focus in the government is uh, that you can't emit more than three grams of smoke per hour. Yep. 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 I mean, how, how much hotter does the government emit per hour? Um, th this is ridiculous. Uh, English people have been burning wood, Peter, since time immemorial. 
I mean, um, and these wooden, these uh, burners like that in the picture there that you've got above there in the story. I mean, lots of people have got these. My sister has these in, as one of these in her in her house, and uh, and people, if anything, were actually encouraged to get these. Uh, and now, as you say, you could end up with a criminal record because you're burning logs in your home to keep warm. And of course, I wonder: is this because? There's the, the, they they want to squeeze us in energy, so you know you can't afford your gas if you if you're using gas or if you're using oil, you can't afford your oil. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to just corner off the wood. Don't think you know you'll go into the forage forest and forage wood and then use that. No, 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 because we're going to be tracking your smoke emissions, and if they're above X amount, as you say, then uh, that's fine. We'll, we'll empower the local council to you know to have a. Uh, 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 never mind a traffic warden, a, a smoke warden, someone who will go around checking for, you know, telltale signs coming from your chimney or whatever. And uh, yeah, slap you with a fine. And maybe you could end up, as I say, with a criminal record because you want to stay warm. Are you kidding me? But anyway, yeah, I thought that was, you know, and it's another one of these ones. It's England, so it's not here for me. But undoubtedly, you know, when these lunatics get these ideas, they spread out like 15-minute cities. Same idea. Yeah, there was another one on uh, Net Zero, and I didn't include, although I meant to, which was a post you put up about the cost of breakfasts um, and talked about a cost, I think, 22%. And anyone who goes to buy butter or eggs mm. or milk mm -hmm. knows mm -hmm. the crazy cost. Um, and I guess we're told that's how we're winning this war that's how we're beating russia yeah. by actually meaning we can no longer afford to buy food i mean butter literally has doubled in the last year yep. as yep. of eggs yep. um and it just again i don't think it's us that are winning um talking to callum on thursday and he's just back from his russia trip yeah uh, so it seems that yep. russia winning and not us yeah, take that, Putin. We're doubling our inflation. We we're going to make it impossible to have, as you say, eggs and uh, and and butter and milk and all these staple foods. And this is why you see that the, the, my argument in this as well is that the inflation figures that they play around with are so deceptive. Um, ordinary people know that. Uh, if they go to, yeah, look, you go to the supermarket, you do your grocery shop, that's yeah. when you know what real inflation is. And there yeah. you have, Peter, you've put it up on the screen. I can see, you know, all these things. Look at, look at, the, look at the double digit inflation, uh, yeah. way, way up, 20 plus percent and above. And that's all inflicted on British uh, families by the government's insane sanctions against Putin, which have had this kind of blowback. And, and we're paying it. And, and you know, Callum's right. Like, the, I, I just put out uh, Russian, Russian exports have gone up. Uh, Russian imports have gone down. Their economy is much more, it's, it's much more balanced. We, specifically Europe, Western Europe, have, it's committing economic harikari to, 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 well, not really to teach Putin a lesson because uh, Putin's happy. I would have thought uh, he sees the state of that that we're all in. But but I feel bad for people who who you know on fixed income, say pensioners, who have to go to the supermarket. Yeah. And, and you're, you mentioned butter there. Like where are they going to find all that extra money I from? It's not not from their pensions. So where? Well, they don't. So what they do is they scrape and save and they try and you know make do with less. 
Uh, and, and that's where my anger against the government comes from. I, I, I think of the people, disadvantaged people, the people on fixed incomes, the elderly people, and, and, and they live in the real world. Where you, you yep. go to the supermarket, Peter, like you have to get your food. Just and, and at the same time, they're being hit by huge heating bills. And this is all to teach Putin a lesson. I mean, the only lesson is we should never have gone along with sanctions against Russia. It's absolute stupidity. But then there's a globalist agenda in place there, as we all know. But we're all suffering. But of course, I'm so glad that Rishi Sunak doesn't have to suffer because I'm sure he doesn't worry if bread's gone up from 80p to 1.50. I'm sure it doesn't really take a dent in his budget. Well, if you're, mar- if you're married to a billionaire S, it probably is something you're going to be able to cope with, you know. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, this shows you the detachment of a lot of the politicians from, from ordinary fa- working mm-hmm. families or indeed retired families, either which way. It shows you that they, they cannot appreciate what must be going through many ordinary people's household budgets. Like, how, how the hell do we cope with this? How do I feed my kids? How do I do this, that and the other? Because as you showed there, Peter, those, those are real price increases. So whenever the, the BBC tells us, oh, good news, the ONS has said uh, inflation is down to 10 point one percent do me a favor no not we're not buying that that's another thing we're not buying we know that on things that really matter to people like food it's double digit all the way up 20 30 percent and and that's not likely to go down anytime soon because remember energy costs and food manufacturing is a big element of the final bill so you know so so that's why businesses reflect a lot of this in the end price they have to or they go bust so and, and they're not being given the level of subsidy, by the way, that they need. So I just think this will stay here for a good bit of, you know, maybe the rest of this year. Well, it's good that those in a fixed income, maybe pensioners, will be helping the war by dying of hunger or will dine by freezing. That all helps Rishi Sunak yep. and the rest of them. It's very noble of them. Yeah, a, sa- oh. a sacrifice which Rishi wants them to do. <laughs> so bad. So on to the NHS. Um, oh, God. And, and actually... A friend of mine actually didn't, we talked and he was going to go and see the doctor and didn't go because of his concern that he would be forced to have a jab. And if you're maybe older or less mobile, that is a concern. But this is the other concern that you go and this thing appears in front of you. Now that is some mugshot. Oh, that is some mugshot. And this is John Harrow Trans NHS. Yeah. Just wanted to say how lovely all my colleagues have been in treating me just as one of the girls. Uh, David, these people used to get help. They, they did, and, and, and they still need help, but they're not getting it. Instead, they're no. being indulged. I mean, look, look at this. Read, just read the rest of that out for everyone there, Peter. So, um, in treating me just one of the girls, in my new NHS post, interesting time with one young female patient who wanted to be treated by a female, and I felt I need to explain I was a trans female. She's just said, that is fine, you're a female, and I only uh, wanted a female nurse to treat me. Yeah, well, things, must, yeah. yeah wow. things that things that never happened, that, that <laughs> you know, does anyone actually believe that? If, if I was in a in an NH bed, and something like that came towards me. Honestly, I would be right out of that bed, <laughs> out of that ward, and away down the road. There's no way. Uh, but, you know, yeah, I mean, NHS trans nurse. And by the way, if, as she says to that, she's got a new NHS post. 
So this is our wonderful NHS in, 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 in action, uh, putting people who I would say have got some form of, at least I'll be polite, cognitive dissonance, to put it politely, or, or mental issues in some regards. They shouldn't be, it shouldn't be treating people, Peter. They should be being treated, I think. But hey, what can you say? That's the NHS. It's good to know what the NHS priorities are. Trans nurses. Well but worth your taxes. But David, it is good that you obviously commented if 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 that thing came along, then suddenly you'd feel much better. Well, so yeah. Actually, it does help with the healing process. It, it does. Out it, of there. it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, if I was at death's door and I seen that angel of death coming towards me, I would be gone. So as you say, yeah, maybe it's a miracle cure they're going to introduce. One of those in every NHS ward and watch those bed occupancy rates go down through the floor as everyone legs it. <laughs> um, yeah. David, let's, uh, I just want to finish off with the clip you put up and yeah. um, the, the weird thing, this is this is the really weird thing. That so I, was, weird. I, I was looking at this this afternoon yeah. and I thought, did I look at this because David tweeted it? And no, because you tweeted three hours ago. So I was looking at it completely differently, having a little chuckle. And that is a Monty Python sketch. Oh, yeah. I, I just thought I would play it as we finish because it is good to end on humor and i'm a little bit confused why i was looking at that as you were as well separately um so let's just play this uh i think it's i think there's a longer version this is just one minute i'll play this it's it's a 60 second yeah but it does does play this yeah give me a moment i want to be a woman from now on I want you all to call me Loretta. <laughs> what? It's my right as a man. Well, why do you want to be Loretta, Stan? I want to have babies. You want to have babies? It's every man's right to have babies if he wants them. But you can't have babies. Don't you oppress me. I'm not oppressing you, Stan. You haven't got a womb. Where's the fetus going to just take? You're going to keep it in a box? <laughs> Here, I've got an idea. Suppose you agree that he can't actually have babies, not having a womb, which is nobody's fault, not even the Romans, but that he can have the right to have babies. Good idea, Judith. We shall fight the oppressors for your right to have babies, brother. Sister, sorry. What's the point? What? What's the point of fighting for his right to have babies when he can't have babies? It is symbolic of our struggle against oppression. Symbolic of his struggle against reality. <laughs> <laughs> Symbolic of his struggle against reality. reality. Great line. Yeah, it's... yeah. Can't, we're not going to talk that one, Peter. That is the first no. line. But yeah, but yeah, I, I, that came up on my TikTok actually. That's where I saw that one because um, I like comedy stuff too, you know. And uh, but wasn't that prophetic though? Whenever the Pythons did that, so that's from obviously the life of Brian, which yeah. came out in nineteen eighty-one or maybe seventy-nine. Um, seventy-nine, yeah. Yeah, 79. Uh, and I, I remember going to see that movie way back then, you know, as a child. And um, it was it was it was really, you know, it was, it was really funny and, and 
people thought, well, you would never actually have conversations like that. <laughs> and then 2023, you talked about the trans nurse, you know, and you realize that, well, we are living in a post-Monty Python world whereby the surreal is now kind of being made. We have to be, believe that it's real. But as uh, the, the payoff from John Cleese was uh, is excellent. It's his. It's symbolic of his struggle against reality. reality. <laughs> so true. <laughs> um, let, let me put just some comments at the end on on Getter, Tommy AU, uh, Canadian mom, nineteen ninety seven, uh, Huckle three two two nine. His always Vicky um, and more. Thank you for tuning in david thank you for joining us as always no my absolute pleasure i have had a good laugh I, I, I do think peter in times of darkness and uh you know pressures in all kinds of ways it's healthy for us to all to, to, to laugh to laugh at the oppressors to laugh at the tyrants to laugh at all of this madness i think it keeps us sane so i think uh, this has been good for my uh, mental health as well <laughs> So thank you for the opportunity. And thanks for all the viewers. I recognize a lot of those names. Thank you, folks, for being here with Peter as well. And make sure you support uh, Peter. by uh, And I'll also um, make sure you see me on Monday night in my study at 8 p.m. when we're going to be talking, actually, Peter, with uh, a, a lovely lady that you and I both met uh, three weeks ago, Charlotte. Uh, ah, Charlotte, yes. Because it Countess of Burnley, she... Baroness of Burnley. Bar Bar Baroness of Burnley. Yeah, yes. realize, yeah, yeah. Sh yeah. Charlotte's coming on for a, an a, an hour of giggles on on Monday night. So we'll keep the humour motif going. I think for as She's long as we fun. can. She's good fun. You'll is, enjoy yeah. that. The viewers will enjoy it. So, um, you cannot watch either. You can watch that live and then flick over to Hearts of Book or vice versa, whichever yeah. you so wish. Yeah. So, um, everything is there. But David, thanks, thanks for coming on. Thank you so much. Pleasure. Thanks, Peter. And thank you to our, all our viewers, uh, or if you're downloading this, listening on the go as a podcast on Podbean or the podcasting apps, thank you so much for listening. Um, and we'll be back with you on Monday with John Waters looking at what's happening in Ireland with the immigration invasion, which I think one in four hotels are now booked up by uh, immigrants. So it's uh, lovely hospitality has now gone out of control and destroying the country. So tune in for that on Monday. Do, do you know, um, do Peter, Peter, just job popping in. I was down in Dublin myself just about a week ago. and there was Did a you get a free days. hotel as well? Well, I was going to say, I, I, I was I, there's a couple of what I would call business hotels where people meet up for coffees and have a chat. <clears throat> They're all closed. They are closed and they are only open. They're 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 for essentially, um, well, yeah, the uh, the immigrants. So it's wow. amazing what's happening. So that should be a great chat with John on on Monday night. Look forward to that. And then Charlotte with David also on Monday. So, well, wish you our viewers, listeners, wonderful rest of your Saturday, good weekend, and we'll see you on Monday. So thank you and good evening. If you like what we do, sign up to our mailing list. Donate, share, and subscribe to our many platforms at heartsofoak.org. Thank you for listening.